There are two types of speakers, those who are nervous and those who are liars. But if you know the nerves are coming, you'll be able to handle them. You got this. Hey everybody, this is Speak Easy with Eric Egan. I've made a career out of speaking in front of people and a camera, learning a ton about this craft along the way. How to be comfortable and exude confidence, learning from my mistakes, which have been plenty, and becoming accustomed to harnessing that nervous energy we all experience. I say all that because I know how important standing up in front of a crowd of two or a hundred can be in all of our professions. And I'm here to show you, I can help you perfect your pitch. Let's do it. Hey everyone, Eric Egan here to jump back into it. I hope everybody is doing great. This is the next episode of Speak Easy with Eric Egan. Hope you guys can tell by my voice. I am juiced today. I'm super excited about this message. And I've surely, you have surely heard me talk about this before. This one's all about confidence and the fact that confidence can be coached. This will uh, also probably be a part one of, of multiple parts. Uh, guys, it's it's the tenets, the, the foundation of what I build or what I have built Speak Easy upon. I'm a firm believer in it. I hope you're not tired of it because creating confidence, again, it is it's the blueprint for public speaking and for getting up in front of people, feeling good about yourself, feeling good about the message and feeling good about landing it so your audience receives it and so they can apply it. Before I jump in today, I want to uh, just a really short story. I, I had the opportunity to speak in front of a group this uh, just recently, a few days back, and it had been a minute since I had done that. So I, I stuck to my plan and I, I practiced and all that good stuff. And it was short. It was, you know, maybe... 10 to 15 minutes. So, so, so nothing, nothing huge or, or a big outline. But of course, I, again, I prepared and, and I put in the, the good amount of practice that's required. So it went well and I felt good during the fact. However, there was, you know, the little voice in your head that kind of creeped up that I thought to myself, I didn't have the air. I don't know if, if you have ever spoken and you've been nervous in front of people and you, you're kind of thinking while you're giving that message, I'm not breathing. I don't feel like I can project because, and I don't want to take I don't want to take a break in the middle of speaking because I don't want to gasp for air at the same time. So this was just something that was going through my head uh, during it. Anyway, after the fact, I was able to watch it back. It was it was recorded. And again, I've said this a number of times. Go back and watch yourself. That's the best way we can critique ourselves and we can build upon our skills. So I watched it back and I listened and, and I, I remembered you know, the exact point in my speech where I felt like I was a little short on air and I wasn't able to project. Anyway, it did not come across in the video. So yay, round of applause. So I was relieved. But I'm bringing all this up to you for, for a couple of reasons. First of all, trust. Trust yourself. Trust your preparation. Um, even the things that are going on in your mind, your anxieties, your uncertainties, they do not always come across to your audience. Even myself, I knew it was happening to my body, but you could not see it as if you were sitting in the crowd. Second of all, and I've outlined this also in the past, it's okay to be nervous. It's okay to feel that nervous energy. You're alive. Not welcome it like it's okay and I love this feeling because right, if we're nervous and we're unsure of ourselves, it can be the worst. But it is okay if you've put some of the practices that I've gone through throughout the podcast, throughout the podcast into practice, you're going to be prepared. You'll know these feelings are coming. And while they're not the most comfortable, 
they're not always going to knock you off your points, knock you off your message. Unfortunately, we, our bodies were human. It's it's the sociological uh, just elements of, of you know fight or flight that we go through, but it's not always going to knock you off your feet. If you apply this, even if you feel those nerves, they don't always come across to your audience. And it went well, and I learned from it. And now, you know, the next time I go up, I'm really going to try to focus on breathing when I'm talking in, in front of a group. Okay, back on point. We're talking about confidence today. Uh, I, look, when you have confidence, anything is possible. Without it, we're nothing without it. A couple uh, points to the definition of confidence as we dive in here. The state of feeling certain about the truth of something or a feeling of self-assurance arising from one's appreciation of one's own abilities or qualities. Think about that. Really honing in, they use the word appreciate, on what we're good at. Focusing in on that. It's not always about focusing on our failures or where we fall short. The whole idea behind confidence can be coached is revisiting the things that we have done right in the past to build upon, to make us feel more certain in any given moment. Okay, the idea behind confidence can be coached, it's not, it's not a magic spell, friends, to suddenly make you feel like you're the best in every room. That's not possible. More so, it's a method that can easily be applied to help you find you know, that self-assurance, do it on a consistent base, basis, time after time. Repeat it. Make it muscle memory. Likewise, it's to make you better aware of your own skills, talents, and abilities. Appreciate them. And the idea, it's, it's strictly reinforcement because, friends, we all have these tools. You do. Don't be hard on yourself. Remind yourself that you have the capability, the abilities, and qualities but we have to be open to that in the same breath. So I'm giving you the okay. It's okay. Pat yourself on the back. Love on yourself. Recognize the goods you bring to the table. It's how we lift ourselves up. It's not arrogance. It's not prideful. Don't think of it in a negative way in that regard. Instead, it's the act of building up self-esteem. And I'll go back to the first thing I said. Confidence. We're nothing without it. But at the same time, everything is possible with it. So I'm going to give you guys a few points today to, to hone in on, to help you bring your, your confidence to the forefront when we're a little unsure or uncertain. And everything else can be built upon that in terms of public speaking and in, in terms of sharing a message that, that will land and that people can appreciate and apply. Uh, great news. Smile. Be happy. Great news. Confidence can be learned. It's almost reminded that, that we're good at this stuff. It can be learned and coached. Even if you're shy, even if this isn't your thing and you're listening because you want to get better at it, even if you're timid or anxious, you know, I outlined this, that little short story at the beginning of the podcast because for as much experience as I have, when I go before people or when I get in front of people, I, there, there are still those voices that you're not prepared enough or that you're not good enough and the weird stuff still happens to your body, but trust in these points, in these tools, and you'll get through it. And when I went and watched myself back, I was pleasantly surprised. I've been doing this 17 years. I shouldn't have been surprised. I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. But I'm saying that because you have to just trust the schedule, trust the plan. And even if you feel the anxiety and the nerves, you can get through it. And the audience doesn't always notice it. You notice it. You're your biggest critic. The audience won't. First point today. 
how do I build confidence, Eric? How do I, how do I come to the table 10 feet tall and bulletproof? Well, first of all, practice by doing the things your body does when you're confident. What does your body do when we feel good? Well, we stand up tall. We stand up tall. We stick our chest out. We take big, deep breaths. We project clearly, loudly. You're not shouting, but you know, you want to reach the people in the back of the room. You make eye contact, eye shakes. I had a whole episode about this. You make eye contact. You plant your eyes. That, that gives somebody the feeling that, that you're here to play. You know what you're doing. These are all ways to trick your brain into telling your body that things are going great. Hey, think about that. You, you're, you stand up. You're ready to attack the room. Your body will listen, excuse me, your brain will listen to these things that your body is doing to help you, uh, to help you better execute. Number two, repetition reps. Practice, 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 right? Alan Iverson, practice. Um, but I, I think I said muscle memory also a minute ago. So here's how it works. Repetition simulates experience and that can create confidence. It's muscle memory for your mind. Um, I often give you guys sports analogies. If you're sick of that, sorry. <laughs> but um, think about hitting a golf ball or a tennis ball or shooting a basketball, whatever. You, do it, you try to do it a million times. And within that, you build confidence. And, and you build the experience. You experience by doing. Repetition practice. Um, if you're a really good golfer, golfer you, you stand over a golf ball and you don't think... Your body just knows what to do. Uh, so, so by practicing your message over and over and over again, your body's just going to know what to do. You won't worry as much. You'll have faith and confidence um, that you did what you needed to do getting up to that point, getting up to that day or presentation. Number three, enthusiasm. Hey, uh, this is sort of mind over matter. Bring the energy to the table. Energy over nerves. Even if your voice, even if your chin's quivering, and you, this is sometimes that when I get nervous, I, I kind of feel right in like right in right in my sternum, right in between, right in between my chest, right in, above my stomach, right in the middle. You, you get that flutter. Even when you feel that, sometimes enthusiasm and energy and smiles that will overpower your hesitancy. That will that will make you feel better than your nerves are making you feel bad. Uh, it's pretty black and white. It's pretty rudimentary, but it works. Trust me. Um, a laugh, a smile, just being happy to be there can overcome your questions and, and your uncertainty. Uh, we're flying today, guys. This is great. Um, number four, concise message. This this whole idea is... Um, let me think here. You have to believe that you can execute what you put before yourself. If you're planning a talk or you're giving a speech, maybe you're teaching a class, whatever it might be, a presentation, and you have 15 bullet points and several sub bullet points, whatever that might be, it's just too much. It's too much. You have to give, your ch give yourself a chance to succeed. And through preparation and practice while you're going over your points, you can't psych yourself out because then you'll come to the table not really having that self-belief, you know, that we talk about so much. Stay within your means. Don't be a hero. Um, act accordingly. All the all these little sayings that I, I might give a, or that I might preach to you guys sometimes. Um, 
just make your message easy to retain, easy to, and I, I use the word easy a lot because it's speakeasy, but it's maintain it, keep it attainable. If it's easy to explain, think of it this way. If it's easy to explain, it's easy to retain. Easy to retain for you, one, to speak to your audience and easy for your audience to retain as they walk away from you and as they learn. Uh, and it takes the pressure off. It takes the pressure off you. You breed more confidence. So number four, concise message. Try to try to edit yourself down a little bit. Know where you know where you want to take off from when you're giving a speech. Know where you want to land, and then in the middle, you kind of fill in the blank of that sandwich. Um, you keep that concise. You will create positivity and confidence in your own mind as you come to the table with this message, and then you'll be better at disseminating it, talking in front of people. Um, because when you explain something, you want to know that your audience is receiving it and understanding it. That's where all that comes from. Finally, number five, and I don't have any sub points off this one. Have fun, right? Just have fun. Um, and well, this goes along with the enthusiasm idea. Have fun. <clears throat> it's, it's, it's really hard to walk into a room and, and to display that that new that you know your stuff and that you feel great if you're not in there having a good time if you are having a good time that will lead to greater confidence uh man it i i I wish i wish you i wish i could see your faces right now because i promise you if you put this stuff into practice it will pay off for you it will pay dividends number one practice by doing the things your body does when you're confident Things like standing up tall, projecting, making eye contact. You're tricking your body. You're tricking your brain. Excuse me. Your body is tricking your brain into doing the things that you do when you feel good. And that will that will translate into speaking. Number two, repetition and reps. Number three, enthusiasm. Four, concise message. Five, just go out there and have fun. Next, I want to give you an exercise today, everyone. This is something that I that I have done for a long time, and it's called uh, well. It, the idea is watch people that you admire, just study them, and I've I've used a lot of different people to do this um, to do this too. And and this can be somebody that you see on TV. This can be another podcast that you listen to. It can be somebody that that you know or that you work with. Uh, of course, I have a I have a broadcast news background. Sometimes I'll look in old in old files or footage and. Um, study people like Peter Jennings. He was the, the longtime anchor at ABC News. Um, more recently, Tom Rinaldi. Uh, he, he worked for ESPN. I want to say he's, he's moved to Fox now. Rinaldi for his interview skills, and he's so good at listening. He's so good at, at, at follow-up questions and really being in the moment with the person that he's speaking to. Peter Jennings was always so good at, at sort of leaning in and, and conversing to the viewer like they're in his kitchen and they're having a, a conversation at the kitchen table. Again, you can pick anybody that, that you feel best sort of suits you in your line of work. Study them. Do Just pay attention to do, pay attention to what they do well. See yourself if you can mimic that in practice. And, and what they do that reaches you. Think about that. And I say, I've said this a million times, practice yourself after you try to to copy them in a way, of course, it's homage. Don't look at it as being a copycat or, or stealing from anybody. We all learn from the best. We all learn from from each other. So it's a great way to about uh, the great way to go about doing that. And then watch yourself back. Record it on your phone. 
watch the video and and see where you've where you've been able to match it and see where you've fallen short. It's a great way for us to to learn and to better ourselves. Now let's take a second to talk a little uh, speakeasy suggestion, shall we? Uh, we're going to talk about the old fashioned today, and everybody has. Well, there are multiple ways to make an old fashioned. Uh, I'll be honest with you, I'm not a huge cocktail person. I, I often uh, drink bourbon either neat or over rocks. Um, I'm more of a, um, if I'm not drinking bourbon, I'm also more of a, a beer guy or maybe in the summer, uh, tequila or margarita. Um, but I will go to an old fashioned and here's how I make mine. I take a, usually a brown sugar cube, just one of them, um, put it in a, a, you know, a rocks glass, add very for this is me personally. I'm not a. I don't love sweets, so the brown sugar cube is, is kind of enough for me. Um, so I'll put that in there. I'll add just a tiny dash of maybe some orange bitters. Mash it up in there. Add your ice. I go with a a just one big cube. Throw the cube in there. You stir it all around. You still haven't added your bourbon yet, so you still you stir it all around. And then I add the bourbon. And I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you today um, three or four bourbons that I like. This is all. This is all my own personal thing, but I, I want to recommend it to you. Wild Turkey 101. I like the spice in there. It gives it a little bite. Uh, and these are all bourbons that you can uh, readily access at your local liquor store. Uh, hopefully, hopefully. Buffalo Trace. It's a little softer, but it, it has a, a, a nice sweet, um, uh, just mellow uh, a taste to it that also goes well in an old-fashioned. A couple other spicier recommendations. Uh, Four Roses Single Barrel. That's a good one. And then the Old Forester lines. If you go to any one of your, your liquor stores and you, you go to the bourbon section, Old Forester, either the 1910 or the 1920. The 1920 has quite a bit of bite to it. That's a pretty high proof. It's 115. Um, the 1910, it's also a little bit cheaper and it's a little easier uh, um, with that after effect, that Kentucky hug is what we call it when it goes down and it sort of warms you from the inside out. Anyway, so you add your bourbon, add your bourbon, two to three ounces or so, however you feel it. You stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up, stir it up. And finally add a little uh, orange garnish, a little orange peel garnish to the side there. And that is my speakeasy suggestion. Uh, again, the, the style of bourbon, that's up to you. But those are just a few that I have uh, readily enjoyed and are readily available at your local liquor store. All right, guys. Uh, thanks so much for listening today. Uh, confidence can be coached, uh, part one, so to speak. Um, I'm going to go back and listen to this again. I, I hope this reaches a lot of you because this can sort of lay the groundwork. It, it could be your blueprint to success in public speaking without a doubt before all the other stuff comes into play. If, if you have, if this is the foundation that you're building your, your speaking skills in your, uh, just your method of attack on, you will have success. As always, I would love it if you could give me a follow on social at, um, at Speakeasy Egan on Instagram, also on Facebook there. And my, um, my, my work slash personal, personal pages to Eric Egan TV on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Um, finally too, an email, shoot me an email. If you have a question or a concern or a thought, or if you're interested in anything, you know, personal coaching one-on-one -on -one or corporate groups, Eric Egan six at gmail.com. Um, I do all of that and I would love to connect with you friends. Uh, we're about to wrap up here. I may be taking just a, a short week hiatus. Uh, Going to do a short little uh, vacation for a few days. Um, big guy's birthday is coming up. 
And I've mentioned this uh, a, a few weeks back, but the big 4-0 is on the horizon, so we're going to celebrate. So if you don't hear from me next week, I will come back ready to go, older and wiser, um, in two weeks' time. Thanks again for listening, everybody. I will leave you with this. Be confident, right? Be memorable. Be you. This was Speak Easy with Eric Egan. Thanks for listening. <laughs>